Welcome to the Serving Leaders Podcast, where we talk about health and ministry leadership. On this episode, you will hear Joe Watkins, host of State of Independence, interview Serving Leader COO Joe Bruni about the heart and vision of this ministry. Wow, what a powerful introduction to the work of Serving Leaders Ministries and the hope for people who have voluntarily or perhaps involuntarily found themselves in the quicksand of trial and testing. I know many of you watching were probably just thinking about a leader who you'd love to connect with this extraordinary organization, someone who needs urgent help. Joe Bruni is the chief operating officer of Serving Leaders Ministries. He's been a ministry leader himself, so he knows something about the pressures that accompany positions of public trust. Joe, welcome to State of Independence. Thanks for having me, Joe. Yeah, it's just a blessing to have you here. Uh, Did you serve as a pastor at some time? I did. Uh, After seminary, I pastored a church. I was associate pastor for youth and family at a church in Hocasson, Delaware, um, for about four years. And then I ended up on staff with Young Life, which is a youth mission organization that um, I worked just outside of Philadelphia on the western side of Was it what you thought it was going to be? I mean, I know all these people like me, you go to seminary, and you, you feel God's call in your life to, to enter the ministry, and then, and then you finish seminary and you head out to that first church. Was it what you expected? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are lots of surprises yeah. uh, when you enter the ministry. And um, one of those was um, j- just the reality of the pressure that, that you have on you. Yeah. Um, the moment you enter, the expectations of the congregation. Everybody's watching you, right? Yep, everybody's watching. Uh, there's expectations for you, for your family, um, but also expectations of your performance, um, what, they, what they want to accomplish. What, what, what do you think they expect? Do you think they expect you to be like the perfect Christian couple, the perfect Christian family that you're, you know, your walk 24-7 is supposed to exemplify what Jesus talked about in the Bible? Is that what... I think so. I mean, and, and we hope for that, right? right? And that's a good thing to hope for. But, um, but, but I think it takes pastors to a level of, of uh, above human somehow. Like yeah. we're supposed to be able to perform and be perfect and right. have it all together at right. all times. Yeah. Did anybody ever say anything mean to you while you were a pastor or insult you? Or? <laughs> Only a few times. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think... Um, uh, pastors not only face a lot of pressure that people put on themselves, um, they are also, as spiritual leaders, just taking on a lot of the, the, the trauma that other people face. They, they become kind of the place people go to just deal with a lot of the issues. So you life. officiate a funeral or you, you, you go to a hospital to pray for somebody who's, who's dying mm-hmm. and, and you comfort the family. Yep. But then, do you need comforting? Or, you know, how, how are you impacted by it? I mean, you have to be the rock of Gibraltar when you're loving that family and caring for them. But, but exactly, then, what about yeah. you? Yeah, so there's a level of uh, trauma that gets experienced by a pastor just secondhand. Um, so not only are they human, they're experiencing their own trials in life. Um, but then all the people that come to them are bringing all the trials and um, trauma that they experience and laying it on their pastor. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot. Yeah. And we'd like to be able to say the pastor should just, him and Jesus, be able to take care of <laughs> all that, right. you know. Um, but, but pastors need uh, help, too. Yeah. Well, so what, 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 was that what caused you to get into this wonderful work that you're doing with serving leaders? I mean, were you moved to do this because you realized the burden, burdens that pastors have? Yeah, so in the 15 years or so of ministry that I was in, uh, you know, I experienced a lot of great joys of ministry, um, was in a really great context, actually. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say I was experienced a lot of major dysfunction, and yet even still, the pressures of ministry for the sake of our family, the amount of sacrifice, 
uh, and time and you know your whole life that you pour into it. Um, it's a lot. And, and what I experienced over the years was just the need for help. And sometimes that help can't come from within an organization. Because um, the moment you might announce that you're struggling with something right. within your own church or organization, maybe the moment they say, oh, maybe you shouldn't be doing the job you're doing. Right, right. Um, so I think pastors, ministry leaders need help that comes from outside, a safe place for them to be able to really be honest and vulnerable about what they need and, and where they're at. And how, so how do you educate um, church members? You know, so pastors preach every Sunday this gospel of Jesus mm-hmm. and, and tell people to love their neighbor like they love themselves. And, and, and then people have these expect, expectations for pastors mm-hmm. to, to be all, to, to, to be kind of a walking uh, shepherd, you know, a, yeah. a, little, a little Christ, so mm-hmm. to speak. And they're only 24 hours in a day. Um, uh, in the cases of most ministers, uh, you have a family, you have mm-hmm. a spouse, you have children. You, you, you have a spouse, kids? I do. I have a wife and five daughters. Wow, five. <laughs> yes. Wow, you're a better man than me. <laughs> better man than me. No, that, no, no. It's, no, it's, it's fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. But yeah. It's, but, and they need time, right? Mm-hmm. They need you also. So, mm-hmm. so here's the challenge. Your daughter is having a game and you, mm-hmm. and you plan to show up to the game, but then somebody from the church has an issue and, and needs you to come right away. Yeah. What do you do? It, that's a great question. And, and what, I, what I come to is a question of calling. Uh, what is the pastor's calling? And I think as a church member, uh, we look at the pastor and say, you know, your first calling is, is this church and, and me. You should be taking care of me. Um, it's really easy to slip into that right. and not see the pastor as a person right. um, who, who has his own family and life and calling, right. just like the rest of us do. And right. really that calling is first to, to follow Christ himself right. and second, actually, to, to shepherd our families first. Right. So there's even some conflict over what, what calling really is and what our first callings are. Yeah, most ministers, I think, would think to themselves, well, I'm, somebody's saying they need me, so I'm sorry, daughter, I can't go to your game. Mm-hmm. I better go tend to the church member. Yes. And, and, and what the church member may need may not be an emergency even. It might, it might end up being sure. not yeah. that. But now you've shortchanged your kid mm-hmm. and, 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 and you can't get that time back. Yeah. You can't redo it. Yep. These are the hard decisions that pastors have to deal with all the time. And, mm-hmm. and, and congregations feel like, well, we're paying you, right? Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a spiritual level to this too. So anybody who has an important job of leadership has to make those kind of hard decisions between family and work. And a lot of the motivations of our own hearts play into that. So there's a spiritual element for the pastor themselves. Are, are they really um, keeping first things first? I'll put it that way. Right. Uh, in, in their leadership role and what that means and how to spend time with their family and balance that. But then there's the added level of you're, you're doing spiritual work. You're doing God's work. So it feels almost more important than maybe other jobs that we would say, uh, you know, maybe a leader of a company would have this, this pressure of, but it's God's work. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? Right. Uh, and that's, I think a lot of people, um, really, it starts to just seep into the fabric of our churches and our church leadership, that, that they're essential to what God's doing. Um, and that's actually not true. God can do it, <laughs> God can do it without us. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. No, I, I hear you loud and clear. You know, I, I, uh, I served as a pastor for 23 years, and, uh, and before that I was an associate minister, and, um, and before that I was a chaplain mm-hmm. uh, uh, at, at two different colleges. I was in campus ministry and, and chaplaincy. 
So uh, I, I've been in the business of serving people for a long time. Yeah. And so I've, I've, I, I'm, I've dealt with all those challenges, feeling like, you know, you're God's person. He's put you there. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to do this because if, you know, you, you know, God has called you and you've got to just put everything aside and do yeah. this. And, um, and, and sometimes that means you don't go on vacation and you, you, you don't get to do the things that other people do. Right. You, you do what other people want you to do. Um, uh, and, and put aside the things that you might want to do or the things that you might need to do for mm-hmm. the sake of your own family and the people you love. And yeah. that, that's just a huge challenge and a burden, I think, for so many pastors to carry. Yeah. How do yeah. you walk them through that? Well, and uh, as, you, as you were saying that, I was thinking about, um, well, Serving Leaders has four core values, and it's really the core of what we think pastors need. The first one is just friendship. So we say our, our core values, we're mission-focused, meaning we're not going to wait for pastors to come to us. We know they need us before they know they need us. I'll put it in those terms. Yeah. Um, and what they really need is friendship, um, a, you know, a safe place to, to have a relationship with somebody who could be there for them. Yeah. Um, and so we want to pursue them before the point of burnout or some sort of moral failure or something that might happen in their ministry if they go too far down an unhealthy road. Um, we, we like to say in Serving Leaders, some of the best stories we have are the ones that never got told yeah. because we reached the pastor before so a, the point of some sort of uh, issue. And how about congregations? I mean, all congregations are different. Some mm-hmm. are more um, understanding than others may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, some may be more uh, understanding when they hear yeah. that their pastor needs time off or, or right. whatever. But then there may be some that are less forgiving that they kind of have high expectation, expectations for a pastor. Mm-hmm. How do you reach the congregation to make to, to sensitize the congregation to the need that that the person serving you is a human being and yeah. is God's child like you are? Yeah. How do you do that? Well, a couple ways. One way, and we really think it's important for the pastor themselves to begin to lead their congregation towards an understanding of what it means to follow Christ, to live out of grace, and for him to lead them as one who is a sheep being their shepherd, <laughs> right? Um, and so uh, in, some, in some sense, that pastor needs to lead um, the congregation themselves. And we do a lot of coaching in terms of where to go, how to do that, how to begin to cultivate a culture in your church of, of healthy rhythms of life and following Christ and what calling really means for even them as a pastor as they lead their congregation. But we also come in and do trainings. So we'll, we're Very happy good. to come into a church. Um, um, Dave, our founder, who was on the video you just played, uh, you know, he has one that's uh, one seminar called 20 Ways to Kill Your Pastor. <laughs> 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 that he'll come in and do for our church um, just to encourage them and what it means for them to support their pastor. Yeah, 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 yeah that's great. I've actually been to one of your dinners and it was, it was fascinating. And, and I've met Dave and uh, he's just a wonderful uh, Christian uh, human being. Uh, so I'm, I'm just grateful for the work that you do. I have so much regard for the wonderful work that you do. So tell me, what about money? So uh, do any of the pastors come to you and say, you know what, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm working my tail off here and I'm not getting paid and how do I make them aware that I could, I could use more money or, or uh, how do you deal with, with that issue? Yeah, so there's a number of pressure points. Money is certainly one of them. Um, I think in our culture today, Ministry leaders, pastors are both some still the most respected people. Sometimes they can be turned into celebrities very easily yeah. within a congregation. And at the same time, um, we devalue the role vocationally in our culture. 
Um, we and and we also have a, a mindset that pastors are called to sacrifice. Right. Like in other words, the calling of pastor right. equals call to give away your life, right. which in some sense is true. Yeah. But that that doesn't mean that they shouldn't have enough to provide for their family. Um, uh, or actually, what I would say is actually live in a comparable way to the people they serve in order to then serve that community and right. the, that congregation well. Right. So yeah, there, there's all kinds of pressure points. Um, some of the work we do is we do some consulting work with churches, whether it has to do with just issues like, like you, you bring up, maybe issues of pay, issues of caring for the pastor, or um, sometimes there's a lot of conflict that arises in churches. We do a lot of mediation work. Yeah. Um, so, 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 and this is, I know we, we're, we don't have a lot of time, but, but what about, you know, when you, we have a catastrophic situation, you know, a mm-hmm. pastor comes to you and, yeah. and he or she has a big problem. Maybe it's a drug or it's a substance abuse problem yep. or something like that. Uh, uh, how, do you, how do you work with them? So early on when Dave started the ministry, it was just him, you know, solo starting serving leaders. Um, but he had a counseling degree and he knew he just needed to be able to have as many resources as possible to help with even extreme circumstances like that. Yeah. Um, but over time, he's been able to build a team. And, and in really recent years, we've been able to build a very large counseling team. We have a lot of great resources for all those kinds of needs, including some extreme needs. And we've walked a lot of pastors through some, some extreme places of burnout, uh, places of moral failure or hidden sin that has come to light and has jeopardized their ministry. Right. Um, and one of our mission words is restore. So we exist to revive, restore, and resource ministry leaders. We want to see that restoration really happen. Right. Um, because there are great stories of pastors who have had to step out of ministry for a while. Um, like we said, they're human. They've, they're they're going to struggle. Yeah. Um, but to see them restore to that ministry uh, is really exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 When we come back, I want to zero in on the state of church leaders from the standpoint of their emotional balance and well-being. Stay with us. You're watching Joe Watkins' State of Independence on Lighthouse TV, positively different. Share your comments about today's program in the comment box at joewatkins.org. We're talking to Joe Bruni of Serving Leaders Ministries, and in a way they shepherd the shepherds, looking out for more than their career advancement or financial bottom line, but to the parts of life that are often hidden from view. Consider this from a recent Barna survey of church leaders. One in five are frequently lonely and exhausted. 68% of leaders are overwhelmed in the last four weeks. 21% frequently, 47% sometimes. Those are big numbers. Yeah. Those are big numbers. I mean, a lot of people who are, who are you know, burned out, having a tough mm-hmm. time, feel lonely, exhausted. Yes. So how do you help somebody... How do you help the leader to overcome that? And then how do you, again, sensitize the church to the fact that, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you're working this poor person to death, you, and this person's never going to say no if you ask him. So we've got to set up some kind of uh, um, uh, uh, basis for, 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 for this person to get some rest, well-deserved yeah. rest. Yeah. How, how, talk about that. Well, interestingly enough, I think we, have, we often see two issues. One you bring up, which is the pressure of ministry that a lot of pastors feel, where they feel pressured to be everything to everyone, you know, everything from the best preacher to the, the, the janitorial staff of a church. Right. Um, and, and so there's a lot of pressure that comes on pastors that we deal with and, and kind of work through some of the emotional realities of that. Um, there's also then the pressure of ministry itself and, and pastors put on themselves. So then the other side we see is pastors coming in 
and having put a lot of pressure on themselves to have a certain measure of success in ministry, um, a certain measure of, of uh, you know, they, they want to see their church grow. They, they want to see their ministry um, uh, be something beyond what it is, and uh, they don't know how to get there. Uh, a lot of what we do is to help them, remind them that the strategies of either running a church well so you can help everybody feel appeased, or um, of being a successful pastor, those are important to consider, but actually if you're not dealing with your heart issues, of maybe even the idols of your own heart, or mm. the cultural idols of your church, mm. then you, you're, none of those things are gonna actually ever Boy, be Boy, so successful. well said, Joe, because the big challenge that uh, many pastors have is that living in the world and then being the person that Christ put there to shepherd that flock. And you know, the world says success looks like you know, more money, bigger numbers. Yep. And I don't see anything in the Bible where Jesus says that's success, you know, where, right. where, where Jesus quantifies success by how many folks you have or how much money you're bringing in or by how big your building is or by how many folks you're, you think you're reaching. Mm-hmm. He, he, he doesn't, doesn't, there's nothing in the Bible that quantifies it that way. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's who came to Christ because of you right? Whose life was changed because mm-hmm, of you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Jesus is just as concerned with one person coming to Christ as he is with, 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 with a bunch of people coming to Christ. So everybody matters, including if you're at a small church where there are 20 members and, 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 and people are coming to Christ and their lives are being changed as mm-hmm. if you're at a big church, a mega church with thousands of members. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's and Jesus was constantly redefining success for people, right? <laughs> everybody had certain expectations of Jesus, and he continued to redefine it for them. Yeah. Um, even John the Baptist sent his disciples and <laughs> said, wait, we're confused. Are you the one? Right, like, right, and, right. and he said, uh, he said hey, the, the deaf hear, the blind see. So he responded with, um, I know you had certain expectations of what this would look like, but actually the scripture is being fulfilled. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think that's an important aspect of what it means to lead, actually, is, is to is to, in, your, in yourself, work through some of your own issues of, of what your expectations are, what pressures you're putting on yourself, what kind of potential idols of the heart that you're wrestling with, um, where your desires are leading in terms of how they might be affecting your ministry, but then also be able to help the church set expectations on what it means to follow Christ um, in, in that ministry and not necessarily to, to set the pastor up or the ministry leader up as the, as the hero um, of the story. Right, that's yeah. so well said. It's uh, it's uh, human nature wants to stand up and take a bow, uh, you know, wants mm-hmm. to hear applause, yeah. um, you know, wants to be seen as the good guy or the good girl, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's not at all what it's about. Um, uh, Joe, you are just so right on target here with with, with all of this, um, and uh, and this is so wonderfully helpful. I know there are people listening, pastors listening, probably mm-hmm. who 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 can't wait to call you. How, how do they reach you if they, is there a phone number to call? Actually, the best way to reach us is servingleaders.org. We have a website that has a lot of the information about all the services we offer. Um, it shows our team of counselors, yeah. um, and uh, they can go right on there, and there's direct numbers to us and yeah. ways to, to inquire about. And, and congregations can do the same. People can go because yes, if they want to help their pastor, they can. And actually, I'll, I'll mention that we also decided to start a wing of serving leaders that we just call SL Counseling. Yeah. Because what we realize is one of the ways we resource pastors and ministry leaders is, you know, we offer them counseling. Um, 
but they would often then re refer their people to us and say, do you, do you counsel non-ministry people? Right. Um, because the counseling load for pastors can be too much. Right. It's a lot. And so we realized we should utilize and leverage all the great counselors we have for the sake of the church and open up a counseling center as well. Amen. So pastors can refer their people to us as well. Amen. Thanks so yeah. much, Joe. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us for our next episode at Serving Leaders Ministries podcast. If you like this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and rate it five stars. For additional resources or to find out more about our counseling services, you can go to www.servingleaders.org.